Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. Hey, short-term rental pros, this is Bill Faith. I want to tell you about a secret weapon that I've been using for quite some time to build my email list. There's nothing that does it faster and also helps us relieve the dependence on the OTAs, Airbnb and VRBO, then StayFi. If you've never heard of StayFi, it's just, it's a platform that connects to your router to where when guests check in, not just the booking guests, but every guest, they log into it to access your Wi-Fi. Just like when you stay at a hotel or you'd walk into a coffee shop. It's super simple, there's no friction, but most importantly, this allows you to grow your email list by your occupancy rate and not just by the booker. So you can do it four times faster, six times faster, or in my case, 10 to 15 times faster. There is a reason that I do 41% direct bookings. It's because I use a platform like StayFi to build my email list so fast, and then I have my 200-day funnel to go in and actually bring them back to stay with me again and again. Impressive, right? So here's the bonus. No contracts needed. All you need to do is use my name, the code Bill, B-I-L-L, for an exclusive 50% off your first three months with StayFi. And this is not just about attracting new guests, it's about transforming one-time visitors into lifelong ambassadors and return guests. So check it out. StayFi, it's my secret weapon, and I want it to be yours as well. Look, to lock in your StayFi discount and start cultivating your engaged guest list, go to stayfi.com slash bill. That's stayfi.com slash bill. Yep, that's my name, and watch your booking soar. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the STR Unfiltered podcast. I'm Bill Faith, your host. Thank you to my man, Arthur, from StayFi. If you heard that long intro, it's because it's super important. You know, that's the most important asset I have, and the most important asset you have is your email list and StayFi helps us grow our email list. So that way we can implement more direct bookings and bring those guests back. Did you know that it's six times less expensive to extract additional dollars out of one of your customer's wallets than it is to acquire a new customer? The same thing applies to us as hosts. It's literally way more cost efficient to bring our past guests back to stay with us than it is to go out and acquire new guests. So keep that in mind. Check out StayFi, stayfi.com. Uh, it's one of the biggest tools I have in my tech kit, and it should be yours as well. I'm really excited today. This is actually the first guest that I've ever kind of marketed ahead of time. I literally, it's before 7 a.m. here in Nashville. I don't know why I'm doing a podcast and why she is this early hour. I haven't even finished a full Diet Coke yet, so I might not be at my best. But here's the deal. This lady is, I, I, I don't want to... I don't want to marginalize this, but she's an everyday mother, an everyday W-2. She's just like me and you. This is not some rich hedge fund manager. This is not somebody that you know has made millions and millions of dollars in real estate. This is you and me, the special guests that I've got on this podcast. She is from Quebec, Canada. She is a consultant for uh, a school board. She has three amazing kids. And if you have kids, they're all in, I don't want to say the difficult phase, but kind of the phase that is the most engaging. I have two daughters in that same age bracket. She's married. She has three LTRs. She has a short-term rental, one short-term rental that she has transitioned away from a PM or a co-host and taken over self-management, which has also led to confidence to make an international investment. And she's now 
deploying and working on a short-term rental in Costa Rica. I'm really excited to unpack all of this with her. Let me introduce my guest, Liz. How are you today? Thank you for joining me, especially this early in the morning. I know you've never done this and you're a little bit nervous. It's going to be okay. I promise you. Yes, I am. I'm definitely a little bit nervous, but uh, thank you for having me. I uh, I really enjoy listening to your podcast. It's kind of fun to to actually be a guest. Well, I, I appreciate it. And I'm privileged to have you here. It took a little convincing, I know, because, <laughs> you know, th- those of us that do this stuff all the time, it's easy. I get the, the nervous standpoint. I mean, look, we're almost neighbors. You know, I got a place in Whitefish, <laughs> which is almost to the Canadian border. So I kind of feel like we're neighbors, even though, you know, Quebec's not that close. But kind of let's just start. And, you know, you're have, have you always been a consultant for school boards or, you know, kind of I want to know what what Liz did before you got into the, the real estate world? So I ha- was a teacher first. Um, I started teaching when I was uh, 24. Uh, I taught for about 18 years and then decided to uh, transition to consulting because I really enjoyed the side working with teachers, working with principals, uh, you know, coaching. I was uh, coaching in schools. And now I take care of initiatives for uh, like government initiatives for our high school. So that's sort of, that was my journey that led me to uh, consulting. That's probably what pulled us together. It's because my whole family is from education. My mom was a teacher. My grandmother was the 1984 National Teacher of the Year here in the, in the U.S. as a kindergarten teacher. Wow. Um, and she got to go and meet President Reagan uh, at the time, which was kind of cool for, uh, for her. My grandfather was an educator. My whole family was an education. I think that's kind of probably why I gravitated to what I do. Today, I was a college golf coach. I was never a teacher, but I've always been a self-educator and I believe in education. And maybe it's just, you know, repenting for dropping out of UCLA and not getting my college degree. I don't know. So teacher, transition to consultant, love to coach, love to teach, love to educate. When did you get into real estate? So I got into real estate, I guess it's been about six years. I can attribute it to a really good friend of mine, one of our best friends. Um, he had started investing in real estate, had decided to take all of his RSPs, which I believe, I'm not sure what you call them in, uh, in the States, but um, retirement, what is an RSP stand for? retirement funds, okay. uh, yeah, registered retirement savings fund. So he took all of his money out of that and started investing in real estate and uh, just because the returns weren't there. So it really helped increase his returns. He, you know, educated himself, uh, read everything he could and uh, encouraged me to do the same. And so we started, my husband and I started reading up as much as we could on it, got educated and decided to take the plunge and bought our first um, duplex. I guess it's been six years. And then uh, we, since then, we had another short-term rental as well in Quebec, uh, but we since sold it. It was a condo in another ski area. And, uh, and then we bought another duplex. We have a triplex and uh, we sold a duplex and then bought another duplex. So we now have three, uh, two duplexes, one triplex, and we have our chalet in Quebec. I'm actually, I live in Ontario just so that, um, but I uh, I grew up in Quebec, so it always interested me to have a have a chalet in uh, the Mont Tremblant area because we love to ski as well. So that's awesome. So is that yeah. chalet 
kind of a 50 50 asset to where the, the desire the why you purchase it was hey we want to have a ski chalet we love to ski but we'd like somebody else to pay for it so we can go three four five weeks a year during the season and maybe a couple times during the summer but yet we're going to rent it so that way we don't have to pay for it was that the initial decision that's exactly what it was yeah absolutely we were going to these places anyways and we were renting chalets or renting uh condos so we decided why don't we just buy our own and then start renting it and just as you said have somebody else pay for it essentially so that's sort of what led us led us here so and is that the property that you had the manager or the co-host with yes that's correct yeah so at first, because it was our first short-term rental, we were a little bit, um, well, I mean, we were very new at all of it. We didn't have all the ins and outs. So we were a little scared of, you know, the guest communication, the setup, everything. So we decided to seek out uh, a company that could help us, even though we ended up doing all this setup. My husband and I did all of the setup. Uh, we bought all the, the thing, everything for it. But uh, the co-host did um, set it, set up the listings and then, uh, started the guest communication. So essentially, um, we were paying 20% for guest communication because we were also, we've always been the ones responsible for any maintenance, uh, any communication with anyone doing any work on the place. So essentially, literally guest communication for 20% seemed just ridiculous. So how long was that relationship in place? <laughs> Too long. Two years. <laughs> gotcha. Well, yeah. I mean, look, it's 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 kind of embarrassing, right? Because now you know what you know. But mm -hmm. all of it, almost all of us go through that. I went through the exact same thing. I so I bought a house. I started with a property manager. I didn't quite make it two years. It was like three or four months, and I just saw I saw that I couldn't see anything, at least in my relationship, right? And they didn't have answers when why are you pricing so low? What's the marketing? You know, I'm like you said, I'm having to get involved in the maintenance. I mean, if I'm going to do something like that, I want to be completely hands off. And, you know, I'm a co-host now. So I, I really it's there's two things, save you time and make you more money. And if that doesn't happen, I'm going to get fired. So but it's a big stretch, at least even for me in that time, it was remote. I, I, it was a two hour flight and an hour drive to get to that location. So I guess what really drove you to make the decision to finally separate and take everything over on your own? What was the why? Why did you do that? Well, I was starting to question, you know, the pricing strategies. Could you market a little bit? Um, is there anything else you can do to help us drive more bookings? And I was getting, well, we don't have the time right now. We're trying to grow our company. We we can't invest any more into it. This is all we can offer. So I don't mean to so, interrupt you, Liz, yeah. but that's basically, Liz, we don't really give a shit about your property because we're making <laughs> more money off of somebody else, right? That's essentially what it was. And some of the communication I was getting with uh, the owner of the company, he was, you know, answering me in a a sort of a short way and just unprofessional. So it was just, it was time. Um, it was time to uh, end the relationship. And I was actually, it was kind of funny because we had a listing on Airbnb. Uh, it was under our name and they were the co-hosts. So we could see all the guest communication. And I was literally answering all the questions to the guests, which the people they had hired couldn't answer because they didn't know our property. So they were hiring a bunch of people, growing too fast, hiring a bunch of people that didn't know our property. And I was the one that was actually answering the questions for the guests through WhatsApp and then they would answer what I had answered. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. 
why am I paying somebody 20% so that they can essentially tell them what I just said? So that's, so so here's the million dollar question. How did you gain the confidence to be able to make that transition? Cause it's not like you're just unhappy. I mean, you're working, you've got kids, you've got a family. You're, I mean, I get your frustration, but you still have to have the confidence to be able to, you know, move forward. What led you to be able to make that transition? Um, I think a lot of research. I think um, listening to podcasts like yours, getting a ton of information from the Facebook group, your Facebook group especially, has been unbelievable with, I mean, the amount of information and people just... I don't know. It's just, it's a different group. It's that people are just so much more willing to share information. And so that's, that's been really, really helpful. I think that's what really gave me the confidence was all the, the reading I did, all the, the information I gathered and, and that's what led me here. So when did you make that transition? It's been, I guess, since the end of beginning of October. So it hasn't been very long. It's only been about a month and a half. So I still have a ton, a ton of work to do, but uh, it's a process, I guess. So I'm trying. <laughs> and and so time. how has it been for that first six weeks? And, and I just, before you answer, I just want to clarify for everybody that's listening. Look, Liz is not my mastermind. Liz is not my host <laughs> academy. I've had like one call with Liz that led to like, hey, you're doing this, what everybody else is afraid to do. I want you to come on my podcast. She's like, oh, she was a little bit reluctant. So I, I don't want the people listening to think that this is like a staged interview because it's not even close. We don't know each other at all. No, no, that's right. No, you're exactly right. So tell um, me about the six weeks. How has that been? What are some of the bumps that you've, you've ran across? What are the, so, some of the small successes that you've had? So I guess I did, uh, I did get Rank Breeze, which is one of the, the uh, apps that you've suggested, the software <laughs> that you suggested. And a Canadian company. Is that? I did not know yeah, that. Kelvin's out of Toronto. Oh, that's awesome. So that's been helpful for testing changes that I've made. So I've changed the the cover photo and the order of photos and all that sort of thing. And recently I've noticed that my rankings have gone down. So it looks like people like our fall picture better than our winter picture. So just things like that. I guess those are little bumps along the road, just trying to figure out, you know, what keeps us higher in the rankings. Also, we've had issues with our pictures in general. Um, I've just had them done at the beginning of October, but again, realized that, and that was one of the posts that I put up that you responded to, that some of the pictures are very dark. And, you know, even though it's a professional photographer, I think he's more of a real estate photographer than, you know, short-term rental. So anyways, it's, so now we have to get another photographer and it's just the cost. I mean, um, but we have found one actually. So that was a success. I How found did you him. find one? So I was looking on Airbnb and uh, I was looking in the category, wow, I think it's called. And one of the, the uh, places that I came across was in Quebec and the pictures was just gorgeous, just beautiful, you know, sunset pictures, lots of action shots, just the angles he was taking the pictures from were just unbelievable. So I contacted the host. He gave me the name of the photographer and I contacted the photographer and he's going to be coming in January when there's more snow. And uh, yeah, so that that was kind of a win. The that, price that's is a huge win, Liz. I mean, so listen, yeah. you, all the listeners out there, that's Avery Carl's enemy method of how to find a great photographer 
in your market. And that is something a lot of people just turn to the Facebook groups and then they go and look at the portfolios, go straight to the source, find the, the, the property like Liz did that's in your price range, above your price range, that has those wow photos and then reach out. And most hosts, as long as it's not a, P a PM, if it was, it's, I'm sure that was probably owner managed, right? Mm -hmm. Self-managed. If it would have been a PM, they may not have shared it, but it's worth that effort to be able to do it. Congratulations. I and mean, that's not something I taught her. She did that shit on her own. That's the <laughs> thing of where you can figure out how to do these things. Awesome stuff, Liz. That's a huge win. Thank you. Yeah. And actually what you mentioned yesterday during your uh, marketing Monday, or I guess it was two days ago, today's Wednesday, is that it will often cost you five times the price of a regular photographer. And that's exactly what it's costing us. So yeah, I mean, I think it'll be worth it though, because from the pictures that I've seen. So I guess what is, what is he going to do or, sh or she going to do? Do you know, is he going to do like video or drone or 3d yes. renderings, twilights, all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to do all of it. I don't know about 3d renderings, but I could ask about that, but the rest do they yeah. do Matterport up there. I'm not sure. That's something I have to so look if into. You, there's a thing called Matterport. If you know what that is and it's like the click by click walk through the property, then it gives you all the dimensions and everything. It's great for designing. Uh, but also then you can take that. And even if they don't do the 3d rendering, you can go to like fiverr.com and have them do the 3d renderings. I can, t I'll tell you, you and everybody else that's out there. I had Andrew Keller, who's in the U S like the best short-term rental photographer shoot my banner elk, North Carolina property. I uploaded the photos a week ago and I dropped in, um, I've taken six bookings in seven days, which is amazing because it oh, was wow. pretty somewhat slow. But I also dropped in those 3D renderings. And I do believe any property, like if your chalet is two stories or three stories, if it's not a single level, the 3D renderings are critical. You, you know how many people ask, well, which, which bedroom's on which floor? Even though you have it listed in the description, it gives them this visual and they know where the bathrooms are. They know where the couches are, especially for elderly people going up and down floors. So if you're... This is my one educational moment in here to steal the thunder <laughs> from you for a second. Is if you get questions about your property and you have a two or three story property, you should not have to answer those questions. That means we're not doing a good enough job in our listing, which causes confusion. And the confusion leads to a no, which means a lot of people aren't even reaching out. They're just going to go find someplace else that they understand better. So if you can get a Matterport done, even if your photographer does not do the 3D renderings, take the Matterport, go to fiverr.com and find somebody there. There's hundreds of people that can do these 3D renderings on fiverr.com. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm going to definitely look into that. I saw yours on uh, that you showed on Marketing Monday. They're really interesting because it really shows you a whole picture, you know what I mean? Like of what the place is going to be like once you get there. So I think it's worth it. 100%. So you make the transition. It sounds like you're doing most everything right right now. I love the steps that you're taking to, to level up the property. Let's talk about Costa Rica, because I didn't even know anything about it. I think you might have mentioned that on our call, but I see, you know, is that another like lifestyle asset? That's where you and your family love to go. And then you're going to make the investment for lifestyle and then just looking to pay for it. So it's profitable for you guys down there. And how do you see it differently hosting in Quebec remote than you do in Costa Rica? So you're going to think I'm crazy, but I have never been to Costa Rica. So that's my first, first thing I'd like to mention, but it's always been a dream of mine. And I've done a ton of research. Um, I've talked to a ton of people and I came across this property through one of our, one of my uh, networking real estate groups. And 
it just seemed like a, a really good area. There's tons of growth, tons of development. So they're putting in a Waldorf Astoria, uh, a huge complex there that's going to be opening up in a year. Anyway, so it just seemed like a, the right place to invest in, um, even though I've never been. So, but it is lifestyle to a certain degree because in, you know, hopefully under 10 years, we'll be retiring and able to spend some time down there. So I figured if we bought a place now and, you know, we could pay off a big chunk of it before we retired, that would be really a great, you know, investment. So that's sort of why we chose that area. That is awesome. It's a blue zone. Uh, if you have any questions down there, I've got a gentleman named Shiloh from uh, Phoenix, Arizona that has three amazing places. He's got a beach. He's got a mountain. He's got a downtown. Not a, I called it downtown, but a village or whatever. It's like in some, somewhere near, is it Sonora or something like that? I can't remember okay. the name yeah, of yeah. the place, but happy to connect you uh, with him down there as well. So Great. literally teacher, consultant, transition based on a friend basically liquidating and going pushing all the chips in for retirement and LTRs sounds like you've done a couple of flips in there as well short-term rental in Quebec chalet now going down into Costa Rica what piece of advice would you give to the listeners out there that think I've got to be some superhuman being to be able to do this I mean once again I am super proud of you and I think you are a superhuman being but you're just like every other normal, you know, mother, wife, you know, working mom that's out there. I mean, what do you tell somebody that doesn't have the belief in themselves to be able to achieve what you've achieved? I think that number one, educate yourself. If it's something you really want to do, go out there and read, listen to anything that you can that has been recommended from trusted people and just educate yourself and get to know what it is you want to do, the strategies you, you're looking to um, try. And I think that's, that's number one. And don't give up. <laughs> I've been told by my husband that I never give up and that, you know, that's, that's a huge thing that you have to have that ability to persevere even when it gets tough. So I think those are the two things that I would say. Just keep going. Even if something doesn't work, try a different strategy. Try something else. See if it works and uh, and educate yourself. I think those are the two things, really. That's awesome. You know, if you don't give up, you can never fail. That's true. <laughs> a lot of people don't don't think about it that way. Um, I'm kind of that same person. I've held on to, probably held on to some things way too long, businesses <laughs> or whatever it is as well. But I believe mm -hmm. in the same thing. Liz, thank you so much for for joining me. Hopefully I get to meet you in person at some point. Hopefully I'll see you at my conference or something like that. We'd love to have you down here. I'd love to meet you in person. Keep up the great work. Keep me posted. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help. And I really appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. And uh, it was an awesome experience. I really appreciate you asking me to come on. I mean, you're going to be a podcast star now. Now you just need <laughs> doing it, right? Everybody, mm -hmm. you know, check out Liz, she's amazing. She's in the Facebook group. She's just like everybody else. You know, obviously she's a giver to be here today. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all you guys. Thank you for listening. Happy hosting everybody. And I'll see you on the next episode. The STR Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. 
Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Mark and my STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Mark and my STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to Mark and my STR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit.